Hello again, and welcome to another episode of IP Frequently. IP Frequently, the podcast that is designed to keep you in touch with all things IP, intellectual property, and otherwise. We want to welcome our global audience uh, everywhere from um, the United States to the Middle East to uh, the great northern neighbor Canada and Germany. Uh, Brad, how are you doing today? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. I'm excited about... uh the sort of broad reach of this podcast. I think it's important that we, you know, get beyond the borders of just the U.S. with the kind of topics that you and I manage to tackle every week. So I'm excited about that. Some would call that a reach around the globe. So to speak. Well, Brad, as you know, we always start off with a one of the great uh, rock hymns of the 1980s. And so uh, where were you on October 1, 1988? Were you boxing a little bit on a uh, aircraft carrier? I was just beginning my uh, three-degree year, my sophomore year at your United States Air Force Academy, and I was boxing, ah, but not on, a, uh, not on a naval vessel. Did you ever know McHale from McHale's Navy when you were uh, enlisted? Uh, not personally. Did you ever hear the phrase, that shore leave hurt my liver? Yes. Um, well, on October 1st, 1988, the number one song in the country is one we're going to listen to right now by the late, great Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Here's a little song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy. In every life we have some trouble. When you worry, you make it double. Well, Brad, what do you think? Well, I'm, I'm motivated. I'm not going to worry, and I'm going to be happy. All right, so you're happy. Well, I'm working on it. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in view of what we just listened to, I am definitely working on it. Well, what, what is there not to be happy about? It's October. It's um, the Ides of October are upon us. The, um, but in a couple of weeks, we'll be doing our annual pumpkin patch episode where we're going to be embedded in a um, pumpkin patch in one of the uh, countries where we have the most listeners. And right now it's looking more and more like it'll be somewhere in the um, mid Mideast, which should be fun. Uh, any thoughts on that? When was the last time you were in the Mideast? Uh, the last time I was in the Middle East. It would have been sometime in the uh, early to mid 2000s. I will tell you, it will be tough to do the pumpkin patch episode from there. Tough to find a pumpkin in the Middle yeah. East. It's not exactly good pumpkin growing terrain, uh, but we can do it. F fair to say, you bring our carving own damn pumpkins if we have to. We uh, FedEx them in, right? We'll just FedEx exactly. the damn things in. Was it fair to say you weren't carving any pumpkins back the last time you were there? That's fair to say. That's fair Again, to say. we have a we have a big audience there, so we'll just we'll just stop right there. Trick or treat is coming up. We'll have our world famous Halloween episode, and uh, that's going to be uh, exciting. Uh, again, global episode, so um, everyone, we're encouraging you to get your uh, favorite costumes ready, and then there will be um, bobbing for apples and. Um, and regardless of the COVID thing, we are going to bob for apples, as we've discussed, and there will be a, uh, a best costume um, uh, uh, contest. And this year, we're opening it up uh, to, to men, women, um, any pronoun you want. We're going to be different. We're going to be lumping everyone together, and we're going to have one big, um, fun uh, Halloween costume. Thoughts on that uh, contest? Uh, thoughts on that, Brad? Fair enough. I mean, who doesn't love a, a, a costume contest around Halloween? 
Well, I think it's a good time to remind everyone that we're uh, brought to you by IP Frequently. IP Frequently, the automation of innovation. Uh, becoming more self-aware by the second. Yeah, which is cause for alarm, no doubt about it. So big, um, big loss this week to the IP world. Uh, road warrior animal passed away, I understand. Um, Brad, what's your favorite uh, memory of the Road Warriors? Boy, that, uh, that goes back a ways, my friend. I, uh, it's going to be tough for me to isolate down to just one memory. Maybe the, uh, that one steel cage match they were in. That was good. Yeah. That was good. A lot of things going on this week, Brad. The uh, Supreme Court, we've got a new uh, nominee, a- Amy Coney, Co- Coney Barrett. Um, no, no relation to Jim Comey, correct or incorrect or correct? Well, I believe that second name, part of the name is actually Coney with an N, like in Nancy. So probably no relation. No relation. So what about the impact on IP? Everyone is is emailing, calling, faxing us questions. And that this seems to be the number one question trending of the week. What the impact of a Comey Barrett seat on the Supreme Court will um, be to the IP world? What do you think, Brad? Have you have you studied this issue? Or are you prepared to opine on it? Are you working on a book? Uh, no, yes, no. Uh, in the order you pose the questions, and it can't it can't be worse, right? I mean, good old Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for all of her accolades, was no friend of the patent owner. No. So, I would say that uh, it can't be worse. So, police blotter. The next segment we've got. Uh, uh, a big uh, GoFundMe campaign kicked off with the Legal Defense Fund of our producer who imprisoned his kids. Uh, Brad, do you have the latest tally on that GoFundMe and what, what it's up to now and what it's going to buy him? Uh, I, yeah, I can tell you exactly. It's up to $9.87. The 87 cents confuses me a little bit because that's a hard number to get to. But $9, I mean, given that it's only been going a couple of weeks, is right on target for what we were expecting. And, uh, you know, what $9 will get our producer is about the same level of legal representation we typically get in our lawsuits. I mean, I think he's, uh, I think he's well on his way to being properly represented. And, uh, you know, and again, as we said last week, I think it's just a misunderstanding. So I think once we can get all the facts in front of the judge, uh, you know, I think that Jared walks away scot-free or yep. swinging from a gallows, one of those two, but. Might be hello electric chair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we're still working on putting together a dream team of attorneys that uh, we'll disclose to you in uh, subsequent episodes as we get closer to the trial date and then the sentencing phase, which I'm sure is going to come. Yeah, we'll get different counsel for the sentencing phase because obviously yeah. we'll need it. Next, we've got this week in licensing. We've got a letter from Amir in Saudi Arabia. Amir asks uh, for this week in licensing. And again, this is the part of the show where Brad. Uh, will give um, some pearls of wisdom for the many license agreements that he's been involved in um, to help guide practitioners and entrepreneurs and uh, inventors and entrepreneurs through the uh, treacherous waters of licensing, uh, monetization, uh, some would say, others would not. Um, but this week, uh, Amir's question is, Brad, um, thank you for all you do for all of us who are trying to license even those of us who do not have any technology to license or patents. Thank you. My question is, can you sign a license agreement in blue ink? And also, will you please sign this uh, eight by 10 picture of 
myself. I guess that's a personal thing. Uh, but Brad, there's the question from Amir in Saudi Arabia. Can you sign a license agreement in blue ink? Well, of course you can. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate the question. I see where you're going with this. I mean, I, I also appreciate the optimism. I mean, obviously, if you're signing, it means you've gotten to the end of the process. So I tip my cap, Amir, to getting to the actual signature page. That's and I think when, yeah, that's a good job. I mean, especially when you have no patents and no technology, and obviously that doesn't, there's certainly David and I have known any number of folks who are trying to license without any viable technology. And so, you know, if you get down to that signature page, then job well done, job well done. And so then, you know, becomes the important question of what color ink do I use? Now, I think you could really use any color ink you like. Um, most folks will either go with a black or a blue, but I can tell you this, if you're going to send the signed license agreement in electronic form, uh, then it, it does oftentimes I've found provide the other party a little bit of confidence that you've actually signed it yourself with an ink pen. If you use a color other than black, because it just stands out, depending on the quality of the license agreement, you may not want to sign your own name. So that's uh, also a consideration, but whatever name you choose to use, a blue ink is never a bad call. What about invisible ink? I've seen that done as well. But it's, uh, well, I mean, it's fun and games for the other party to, you know, what, what do they do? They put lemon juice on it to try and get the invisible ink to come out. Do they apply heat? You know, there's a lot of different things you can do to get the invisible ink to become more visible. And so, you know, if you've enjoyed the process with your uh, opposing party or op- opposite party and you want to, you know, sort of tie the bow with a, a little treat for them, invisible ink is one way you could do that. Yep. Good point. Good point. Although it'll defeat the purpose of trying to figure out whether or not you've actually ever reached the conclusion of a licensing agreement. Well, that's true. Well, Amir, take those pearls of wisdom and Brad will be sending you that eight by 10 photo back, uh, probably with a little squirt of perfume on it. You just don't know. So we'll, we'll find out. Uh, Brad, next is the bronze Stevie award winning segment. Uh, barter band bronze stevie mm-hmm. is uh it's unparalleled unprecedented it's the only this is the only segment in ip uh podcast dumb that uh has won a bronze stevie in fact there, there are a number that won gold stevies and silver but not a bronze and so we're very proud about that and uh we take this very seriously so this week brad barter band u.s presidential debates where, where's your head at on this whole thing? What do you think? I, well, I mean, unfortunately, I, I, at least from, from what I saw, we have yet to actually have one. Now, there was a, a scheduled one, and two people showed up resembling the incumbent president and his challenger from the Democratic Party. But in the seven minutes, I was able to grit my teeth and force my eyes open to focus on the TV. All I could perceive were two below-average junior hires, and so my hope is that that's what that was, that there was some mistake made. And uh, we're actually going to get the, the actual candidates for the United States presidency on the stage at some point, And there will be adults and they will have an adult debate like we used to enjoy uh, during presidential races. Um, so uh, but however, if I'm wrong about that and those actually were the candidates uh, that we're debating, then, then I think you should bar it and then ban it and then bar it, and then ban it. And then bar it. Exactly. What is your position on white supremacy? Are you prepared to disavow it at this point? 
and condemn it and disavow it? I will disavow, condemn, and disavow, and then condemn white supremacy and any other form of racism. It's ridiculous. It's 2020. I don't, again, I just don't. Apparently, uh, the president didn't, he was given an opportunity, didn't take, I don't pretend to understand that. I'm not sure what he's trying to do there. So let me ask you this, buddy. Where are you on this question? If you were to- Disavow, I disavow. Oh, sorry. Well, no, I know, I know you would. I, I know you to be a man of character. But if I were to take you just up in an aircraft, let's say, and fly out anywhere over the United States of America, and I, well, I'll go with you because you're not, the parachuting is not your thing. We'll parachute out together. I have a heart attack land, and die. Wherever we I'll land. literally have a heart attack and die. I can't do that. Yeah, we'll be fine. I, I don't, wherever, I don't you're holding a baseball in your hand. And wherever we land in this great country of ours, you are going to close your eyes and throw that baseball and it's going to either hit or get close to someone. What are the odds that that someone would be better than either of the current candidates for the presidency? Assuming I went through with it, I probably pretty high, but the problem is I've got an ear infection, as you know, so I can't go up in a plane at this point. That's fair. But you do yeah. have your infection. I wouldn't I recommend cannot. it. Yeah. Get like a rupture. So we'll get you someplace in America, some random spot in America, some non-ear infection aggravating fashion. Let you throw that baseball. And you have a decent arm even at this you know, point in your life. And what does that where mean? Where it hits. Well, I mean, both of us, Bob, we're middle-aged guys. I mean, that just is I mean, what you're, it you're, is. First no of all, government. you're a different generation than I am. Different generation. That's not a that's not a terrible Trump impersonation, but it's also about as accurate as many of the things that he says. You're two I'm years saying, younger than I am. Two years. So in any case, you think the odds are high. Correct. Correct. There's no doubt about that. All right. Well, there you go. There you go, my friend. Sad there it is. We both disavowed and we both we both but I'm not getting in that plane, uh, and I'm and you are from a different generation. But as long as that's clear, that's good. So barter band, we'll put that one in the books. Invention of the week, uh, the big uh, portion of the podcast that's up for consideration for a silver Stevie. Um, the invention of the week this week, Brad. We've had listeners um, uh, provide us with a number of uh, different entries for this. But the entry that uh, actually uh, won is from uh, Earl. Earl, who is in Canada. Ah, Earl of the North. And, and the invention of the week, Earl says, I think the invention of the week should be a smock. Um, he, and he uses the definition of smock. is an outer garment traditionally worn by rural workers, especially shepherds and wagoneers in parts of England, Canada, and Wales throughout the 18th century. Uh, today, the word smock refers to a loose overgarment worn to protect one's clothing, for instance, by a painter or a mass murderer. Um, this is from hmm. Webster's. Well, it's timely, right? I mean, you know, I mean, what, what, what could better? I mean, if it was good enough for a shepherd and a wagoneer, it's certainly good enough for folks who are concerned about the COVID. Right. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's the next step. Right. So if you're concerned about the covid, you you got your mask. Good for you. You got that on nice and tight. Snug it up there. And then you throw on your smock right now. I mean, you're basically, you know, impervious to the covid. Is a smock the same thing as a um, an apron? 
That's an excellent question. I, I think a smock is more extensive than an apron. If I was pushed on the point, I would say that a smock, you know, potentially has sleeves, et cetera, whereas an apron uh, typically does not. Uh, so finally, Brad, we get to the last segment, the world famous time machine segment where we oil you up and send you back in time hurtling through space with various sundry items, including Zima. Are you ready uh, to go back in time and uh, see where uh, we are going to uh, end up today as we sure. spin the wheel of uh, mortality and turn back the sands of time? Isn't that the opening of a uh, soap opera? I think so. My grandmother used to watch that thing with the big hourglass. The, the days of our these are the days of our lives. There you go. That's old school, bud. I bet that shows yeah. up. Well, maybe it is. I have no idea. I was going to say it's not on anymore, but it certainly could be. Who knows? But anyway, um, time machine. I'm going to easily distract it and lose my train of thought. This day in 1908, October 1, 1908, do you know what happened? October 1, 1908. Well, I know the FBI was established in 1908. I don't know if it was on October 1. Yeah. Uh, on October 1, 1908, uh, Henry Ford introduced the Model T Ford and rolled out the first uh, uh, of many Model T Fords. The cost was 825 U.S. dollars. Wow. That's a lot. 1908. Yeah. So we're going to send you back in time. Um, with nothing but the Terminator look, the Schwarzenegger thing, right? And yeah. you're going back in time, and we're going to send you back in time with 825 U.S. dollars. Outstanding. So the question is, what do you do? Well, that's easy. You bet it all on black. You find yourself you a roulette wheel. You bet the whole $825 on black. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling lucky. I'm going to wind up with double my money, and I'm going to buy two his and hers Model T Fords. That's what I'm doing. What about taking some of it and buying a smock? Well, no, I mean, you're putting me in a bind, right? I mean, I'm feeling lucky. I'm going to put it all on black. But if I have to bet again, I mean, as you well know, my friend, I mean, the last time I was in a casino, you were right by my side. You, you try and do that too many times, and you're going to lose all your money. And I would rather have the, you know, his and hers Model Ts than risk it on a smock or Dutch oven. Ah, the Dutch oven. My friend, that is a, an invention for another episode. Indeed. Indeed. Well, it, it looks it, like... It uh, go many different directions, but we'll, uh, we'll tackle we'll that. Just, we'll tap the brakes on that because, again, we don't know what the FCC or whoever's regulating this podcast has to say about it and what we can say and what we can't say as we uh, move towards um, becoming a global powerhouse in the podcast business. Indeed. We'll figure it out. We always do, bud. We'll figure it out. Yep. Well, that's it. That's it. So we're, I guess we're at the end of another terrific episode of IP Frequently. Um, and, uh, my friend, I'll, I'll see you further down the road as we advance into the month of October and God help us towards more presidential debates. Ugh. Fasten your seatbelt, folks. Do your best to avert your gaze. All right, well, we'll catch up with you next week here on IP Frequently. Don't worry. Be happy.